Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Speakeasy Bourbon Club, brought to you by Birdies and Bourbon. We're here with, uh, and, and Matt, you know, I should have asked. Um, so pronounce your last name for me, sir. Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Because uh, I, I, there, there's a lot of, uh, and, and, and excuse me, Matt is with Clear Water Distilling. Uh, he's in Utah, a favorite place of mine. Uh, not, not a, not a, a Utah uh, by birth, but uh, he happened his way down there. And uh, I, I got a lot of interesting things to ask you just about Utah in general. And uh, you're doing some really uh, what I would call kind of, uh, I mean, you're trailblazing away in, in it's uh, what we're drinking. It's not going to be a, it's not going to be a flavored whiskey. It's not a liqueur. I'm, I'm going to let you explain that in just a second. But before we do that, and I've spent a lot of time in Utah, Matt, and uh, I'm Cal, by the way, and that's Dan. And, um, and, and most of the time that I've spent in Utah is uh, my cousin lives uh, kind of at the base, not at the base of the mountain, but he lives at the exits that you would get off of to go to, uh, to go to Park City. And, and I always go, he's one of my favorite cousins, obviously, because I've got a free place to stay when I go skiing, right? And, and, and it, it's a whole lot of fun out there. And I really love Utah, but there's some weird kind of things in Utah. And, and I'm not saying that Utah is a weird place. It's just when it comes to alcohol and and uh, uh, what outlets of pleasure, there's some restrictions. But before we get into that, and I met some great people out there, and it's great meeting you virtually. I hope the next time I'm out there, we're able to come by and see your place. Um, but but uh, let's say you're having a couple people over for dinner. You just met, you met them recently, and it's like, hey, come on over to the house. Uh, you know, we're having you for dinner tonight. What, uh, what are we drinking and what are you making? Well, for, for us or in Utah in general, <laughs> uh, let's go for us. Yeah. So, you know, it really depends. Um, you know, I like to find out what my guests really like and then kind of cater things towards that. So, um, you know, being a bit of a foodie and, you know, of course a, uh, a whiskey or liquor snob, I should say, um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I can. I, there's a, just a huge spectrum of things you can choose from. So I really like to find out about my guests first, and then just kind of make them uh, feel at home by bringing what they like. That's perfect. Do you have any specialties? Um. Well, yeah, I guess you know Scotch. Uh, I've, I'm pretty deep in the Scotch. Um, spent a lot of time uh, researching. <laughs> uh, so uh yeah i mean i i would definitely i appreciate a lot of scotches i appreciate a lot of tequilas and mezcals and um uh, probably some rums but uh and then i really actually also appreciate a great deal of uh cognacs and armagnac really uh, i think armagnac's really underappreciated in this country and i, and I actually kind of like that because it makes it cheap Wow. Nice. I, so how about uh, I'll bring us something to eat and you just set the bar up. <laughs> Deal. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I'm more comfortable with that anyway. That, that sounds like a winner right there. You got access to a grill? Uh, I do. Smoker and a grill, yeah. And do you eat, uh, do you eat beef? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, we've got uh, a cow in the uh, pasture right next to us that's... Um, hmm. 
I don't know how much longer he's going to be. Oh, it's uh, do do thirty, hey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have. We've had a. This will be our second one that we've split with the neighbor. So oh, nice. Yeah, we nice. definitely so, appreciate fresh beef. So, so you're in. Um, are you in Utah County? Is that where you are? That's right. Yeah. J- just outside of Salt Lake. It is, yeah, just south of Salt Lake. So you know, Park City's over there in Summit County, just yeah, to yeah, the sure. east a little bit. And yeah, so we're probably you know just southwest of that. Well, so so I, I've uh, I've cheated a little bit. I don't know if you're drinking tonight, but I, I've uh, we uh, we kind of pre-gamed for like 30 seconds, and I'm like, okay, which one? And, and so it was Matt, uh, you and the team, gracious enough to send these two bottles, and and I'm I'm very excited to get into them. I did uh, I did a little um, I looked uh, looked some stuff up. I don't know, and I've looked in some liquor stores in Georgia. Uh, so I'm based out of Atlanta. Dan's out of Raleigh. Uh, I don't oh, okay. I don't think I saw. I live this. in uh, Cary. Oh, do you? They do. Oh, I, did. I, like oh, nice. I guess more technically. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's where, that's where Dan's from. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right um, but uh, so I'm having, uh, we're starting with the Lawrence. And um, uh, you, you want to give a, just a brief one before we get into some different questions? I, I know we've got, um, uh, I'll give it my, I mean, I'm hitting, so you said a few things when we just started the show, right? And I mean, you said, t- so this is a rum. <laughs> a, cin- a cinnamon, it's, I, and as I'm kind of reading and tasting, but I mean, I go in the nose on this thing immediately and I get cinnamon tequila. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it shares some of the spicy notes with tequila that really come out of the cinnamon really well. Um, you know, it's it's funny, that particular spirit and Josephine kind of fits the same bill. It doesn't really, it wasn't made to fit a category per se. Like we didn't set out to say, hey, we're going to make a rum. Um, but what uh, the way that one kind of evolved was I was thinking from the, the perspective of a rum, uh, but also in the context of a gin, uh, where the, one of the ways that you make gin is that you uh, distill spirits through a botanical basket. And the basically the alcohol vapor uh, goes up through the botanicals and it picks up the oils and it, um, you know, brings them into the mixture. And, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, that's all good for gin, but, you know, why do they call it a gin basket? Because it seems like you could do other things with it. And so I thought, well, is anyone maybe doing like a rum through it, but instead of using gin botanicals, putting other things in it, like vanilla beans and cinnamon sticks, right? Yeah. Um, so I started doing some research on that, and I couldn't find anybody hmm. that was doing that. Hmm. Nobody. And I'm like, well, it must be terrible. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't anybody do this? Uh, but, you know, I have the, had this recipe still still do, and um, I'm like, well, I'll at least try it. And uh, put the stuff in there and, you know, put a few uh, cinnamon sticks in there and, and ran it and, you know, started smelling really good. And cinnamon was really strong. And they're like, holy shit, it's really strong. It's like, you know, the whole neighborhood's starting to smell like, <laughs> like cinnamon. Like, boy, I guess food is way too much. Um, you, 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 know, you, but, you get the hazmat bill, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, uh, let it ran it through just said okay we'll just finish it out we'll see what happens maybe the next one will tail or dial back the cinnamon a bit but um it actually tasted really really good oh wow uh, and you know it's like why isn't anybody doing this this is such a cool thing i mean you can and that really kind of opens the door i think to anything i mean you can run any spirit through a botanical basket and get whatever you want out of it and then you know so one of the other things that I thought would complement it really well is doing a bit of Calvados mixed in with it, you know, which is an apple brandy or an apple eau de vie. Um, so we've got uh, a really good source of fresh apples that we we put in with that. And, you know, it's it's not 
a, a big part of it. It's only a very small amount of the recipe. And then, you know, hey, Lawrence was born. So, nice. so I got a lot of, I mean, I've got so many questions. Uh, it's not, there's no way we can get through them in an hour. So we may have to do a, a, a redux on this one, if you will. But, sure. um, but so, so number one, you started with, uh, you're a scotch guy, right? And, and, and I would say that scotch is a, a fundamental spirit in the spirit world. And it's, it's very, uh, what's the word to use? It, it's very traditional. It's very classic. I mean, it is, it's rooted in its, Hey, you, you've got confines, right? Or you've got guard guardrails, parameters. I mean, you have to stay within in, in like you, you're here. Here's what you get, right? You're in this cask. And unless you go from through these processes, then you don't have scotch. That's right. And, and, and that's where, and, and I, I did do a little cheating and I read up on you, uh, which it, I probably should have. Right. So we could have a, a somewhat educated conversation, but, uh, or an informed conversation. Let me, let me rephrase that. Dan never lets me go by educated. So an informed <laughs> conversation. Yeah. So, so you went from scotch and now all of a sudden you've gone down a road of, you know what, I don't, I'm losing the guardrails and, and I want to do, I mean, you said it best, right? I mean, you've got a gin, uh, you know, a, a gin, um, you, a gin basket. basket. Yeah. yeah. So you've got a gin basket and it's like, uh, well, shit, we can make all kinds of stuff with this. Let's see what we can do. How does how does one go from, uh, you know, I really like this scotch to and, and by the way, let me back up two steps. You're, you're actually by trade. You're not a, a distiller. Or, well, I guess you are now. But but prior <laughs> to you're kind of an I.T. guy, right? Yeah, um, basically uh, software and data. Uh, that's been my life for the last 20. Well, up to a little bit ago, 25 years. So, yeah, not not much to do with uh, making spirits and not much room for creativity. So so does one go hand in hand with because I mean, I'm thinking about and I'm not a programmer by any means, but I've definitely talked with enough to kind of walk you know, to, they've, they've walked me through the process. Hey, I'm trying to accomplish this. And they said, here's what we have to go through now. It, and it's kind of like a drink, right? And it's like, okay, well, I want this and this and this. And, and then when you get into a spirit, then you get even more, uh, uh, you get less diluted and you're more, uh, macro and it, you, you, the result is a micro. So it's like, Hey, we're going to take these four or five or 10 items and we're going to turn it into this micro, uh, you know, output. And, and I can kind of see, I mean, is that what kind of jived in your head when you said, Hey, I think I can do this. I mean, were you looking at it from a, like a, like a programming kind of way as if I just put these things in the right direction or no, not at all. Not at all. No, it is really weird. It, it was it basically a total brain shift. You know, you, you, you spend all that time, you know, in your career using, you know, one half of your brain for all the logic and, and, and everything that you're doing with, you know, it needs to have these exact specifications and, you know, this exact output um, to the total opposite side where it's abstract, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly like what you necessarily want. And in fact, there can be some variance in the result as long as it, you know, is really good. And it opens up the door to creativity, which, you know, quite honestly, um, like I say, there's just not much room for that in software and, you know, almost no room whatsoever for, for creativity. Cause you know, when, when it comes to business and decisions and, you know, process, business process, which is incredibly boring. Um, <laughs> amen, amen, to to that. <laughs> amen to that. <laughs> yep. So, you know, this was, 
was a, almost like my creative outlet uh, to where I could finally, you know, express myself in a way uh, that wasn't about ones and zeros. And uh, and it just kind of evolved from there, it, you know, from the very first thing I did in the still, right? You know, I, you probably read or heard about, you know, me talking about my friends. It's getting better coming from Christmas. the guy. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, like the, the very first thing that I ran through was essentially Josephine, um, you know, the the original uh, concept for Josephine, which was a sangria, uh, you know, so it's a lot of fruits and, you know, and wine, uh, but, you know, you'd have to distill it, of course, uh, ferment it before you can distill it. Um, so that's what I did as I took a whole bunch of different types of fruit and, you know, figured out how to ferment things and had a little bit of knowledge because I read up a ton on beer. Um, I actually was... Uh, it got really into understanding the way beer is created and, and how yeast and everything has an effect on it. But anyway, went, went down the path and did a actually successful ferment on, on that, ran it through the still and thought, well, you know, first of all, it wasn't coming through the still, right? Nothing worked like I was expecting it to. Um, and I'm like, this is going to come out terrible. It's going to taste like, you know, jet fuel or whatever. Um, and, uh, it was good. It was like, what? this is actually really tasty. It's like, holy cow. So, you know, from then on, it was just like, well, I don't need to necessarily make what everybody else is making. Not, not that I wouldn't, you know, I, I would totally make a, a regular whiskey. And in fact, we got, um, one of the products coming up here, we're going to try and make a, a particular kind of gin. Um, but, uh, you know, it does, I'm just saying, I'm not going to close those doors, but I, I think these other doors are open for us. And I think some people are afraid to go through them. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Trailblazer for sure. I mean, this is, uh, and a lot of folks that we've had on the show, and, and it, you know, it's just to say that it's, you know, why do I need to stay in the confines of, and, and I guess it's all in what you're trying to put out, right? I mean, am I, am I trying to do, am I trying to be classic, or can I do a riff on a classic that's just, I don't want to say just as good, but that's um, that's equally drinkable but different yeah and and i i think that you know as i again i was reading uh, some of the articles that have been put out you know that, that where you've been interviewed and such and uh i don't know if we can get into the utah stuff um uh just about you know how you've kind of overgrown and and or, or uh, accomplish is not the right word to, to use but how you've uh you know you you've you've put yourself in a very difficult spot to do the business that you're in uh but you've gone down some roads then and you've kind of made the long haul for the better probably of the community right i mean that that's the overall the, the end result but uh before we get into that i mean have you been to oaxaca not directly, um, but I've, I, I have actually several friends who have, and I'm dying to get down there. And honestly, as soon as this plague is over, I'll probably be down there. <laughs> so let, let me tell you what. So, you know, when I said that I, I get like a hint of tequila out of this, I, that's not what I'm getting, actually. It's more I'm getting the agave. And, you know, and if you if you if you take a look at, uh, you know, at what you're producing and kind of how you say you're going to produce it, I'm getting more mezcal out of this uh, than I am tequila for sure. Yeah. And, and, but without the smokiness. Yeah. See, I, I'm almost getting a hint of smoke out of this thing, oddly enough. <laughs> and, and maybe not, but that'd be uh, a new one. No, it, everybody's got their own palate. I mean, that's the great thing about it is, it, it, you know, it's, it's like wine. It's, you know, not everybody has to enjoy the exact same thing. It's, it's and, cool. And maybe some of the notes he's picking up, you know, remind him of that. And he's kind of, 
taking this yeah, step yeah, further. That, I mean, it, it could be just in reference, but I'm yeah. getting, but it's, but when I say tequila, like I'm not getting like, uh, you know, the yellow label Jose Cuervo, I'm no. getting, I'm, but it, it's leaning more, more to, it, it is going more towards, and yeah, and yeah, right. See, uh, or the, uh, the really, so the Azul, so the white and blue bottle. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that, that, yeah. I'm getting that out of this thing like a hundred percent. And then I'm almost on the verge of, uh, like a very lightly smoked mezcal out of this thing. I mean, this is, if you're a tequila drinker and you haven't tried Lawrence, I mean, this is, uh, th- this is the way to go right here for sure. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is actually really, uh, it, it's intriguing. And I, I'll be, can I be honest for a second? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'm thinking, so we're, did, I mean, because the, both of these spirits, I mean, it starts as a brandy, right? I mean, that's essentially what the, what the base is, is you get brandy. For the Lawrence, no. For Josephine, yeah. For okay. Lawrence, it's it's more uh, it's uh, a Pilancio or a Pinella, which is a Pilancio is a Mexican sugar. Maybe there's a little bit of that in there too. That, that actually has a, a bit of a smoky quality to it, but it's actually super super subtle. Hardly anyone actually really picks mm. that up. Um, and then molasses uh, that we use with the two in addition to the cider. Yeah. No, this is. I mean, this is a great pour. It, it's uh, and I did notice uh, when I was reading up on you. It's, you know, you said you wanted to, uh, you were, you, you wanted a spirit that, uh, you prefer it neat. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and I was really, and so and I didn't cheat. I, you know, you, you were, you were kind <laughs> enough to share samples and, and I don't know, maybe should I, should I have tried it prior to, and then, uh, and there, you like going, uh, just going to like straight off the cuff here and, uh, and, and have it. No, I, you know, either way is fine. But uh, you know what I really like about when people taste things and when you get a, a pour of the Josephine here for the first time, mm-hmm. um, I'm super interested to see what your reaction is because that, that's what's really cool about it. Like I said, everybody's got a different palate and they get different things from it. Um, and one of the great things I think about the Josephine is that it's it's like a wine where it opens. And it opens over the course of like a half an hour. And it, it, it varies so much in flavor from the beginning uh, to the end that, you know, it's it's really cool to kind of sit there and just kind of chat about, hey, well, I'm getting this note now and I'm getting that note. And um, and again, everybody's getting different things, but it's great. And by the time, you know, before you know it, it's empty. Are you having a pour, are you having a pour with us, by the way? I, I could, but I, I don't have it right next to me. I, I probably should have. Well, you can get up and go get it if you need to grab it. Right on. Got, I'll be right we, back. We've got time if you do. Yeah, I'm. I got plenty of time. Be right back. Okay. This is. Uh, I wish I had time to send you this one. Uh, it's. Uh, it, it's like. It's. It's one of those things. Like if you ever got off put by it, and it's like I'm. Like I read all these articles, and it's like a rum, and and it is because it's because uh, it uses molasses and such in it, and but I'm totally. I can see how it's kind of rum based, but it's not like Bacardi rum. It's like you're drinking real rum. It's going to be very interesting to talk, to, to get, to, so if we've got some other rum folks coming on and, and most people think of rum and it's like, Oh, you know, I'm drinking like, uh, Oh, give me Bacardi or give me, you know, I mean, it's kind of the, I don't want to call it baseline or, or whatever, but it, it's this not interesting stuff. And you know what he's essentially, if you would equate, sorry. Uh, I mean, if you, I mean, would you call this a rum drink or rum, 
I mean, it's it's the closest thing that it's going to resemble, right? So, I mean, and you got to give people some sort of point of reference. And, you know, sure, you could call it a rum, a variation on it. Some people have said kind of a spiced rum, maybe. Uh, but then when you add that cider, you know, you've got the the essentially a Calvados element to it, you know, and the, the federal government thinks that, yeah, that's not a rum anymore, but <laughs> that's crazy. So I'm going to, are you having the, uh, you having the Lawrence or are you having the Josephine? So this is the Josephine. Okay. Well, let well, me, first let me, off, let me, let me, Lawrence, what, a, what a conversation starter in terms of just you guys talking about whether it, it tastes like this, more like that. I mean, it's just so much fun to be able to be outside the box, right. With something that's right. like, well, I don't know what I'd call it. It's giving me hints of this, give me hints of this, but I'll tell you one thing it's really freaking good, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> that's just it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what's so great about it. And, you know, there's been a lot of clamor around the Josephine. It's like, well, what is Josephine? And it's like, that one's the hardest uh, because I, you could say it's a brandy. Uh, you know, that's probably from an ingredient perspective what it most resembles. But well, back, know, back, back, back up first, back up first. So it's Josephine. Or, or it's a uh, Uday. Uh, my French is not good, so you'll have to help me with that. Uday Bois. Eau de vie. Eau de vie. Eau de vie. Okay, I keep screwing that up. But, uh, but I, it's, I know an Uday. I thought you were talking about a guy named Uday. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, I don't, I don't, we may know the same guy. I hope, uh, I hope he didn't say anything bad about me. <laughs> uh, but it's Josephine Baker is, on the, uh, is, is the female on the bottle. And then this is a uh, uh, – uh, he's an explorer. Uh, you'll have to help me out where he's from. Yeah, he's uh, Danish. Uh, so Lawrence Peter Freuken. A Danish explorer. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we're moved, we've moved on to the, to the Josephine, which is Josephine Baker, which, uh, right. held herself. Uh, I think she took citizenship in France, didn't she? She did. Yeah. And yeah. she was a jazz, uh, jazz singer, uh, she was a singer, dancer, flapper, um, everything from a, from an entertainer perspective. Um, just, uh, got into everything she just said well i can do that and did it and but then you know world war ii i guess and uh, heavy in the uh, uh equality and uh I don't yeah, know. civil rights uh, big yeah. time and yeah. it, in world war ii she was a spy for the oh, allies wow. which is great yeah <laughs> um she actually hosted you know, people thought of her as mostly as like a socialite, but then she was hosting people as a socialite, but then it was where spies came to meet and, you know, and actually transfer information. And, you know, she was incredibly intelligent, you know, and she may not have appeared that way when she was, uh, you know, doing entertainment. Uh, but, you know, and, you know, behind the scenes, she's, you know, she's brilliant. I mean, she was fluent in French, fluent in English, fluent in other languages. Wow. And, you know, she would be able to handle, you know, all of these um, protocols for for dealing with uh, sensitive information. So, and then later on, you know, adopted children. You know, my wife calls her the original Angelina Jolie. <laughs> I mean, not not a, not a bad call. Um, I mean, I, could you argue that that's not true? I couldn't. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but what, and we'll get back into, uh, we'll get back into the Lawrence and why you named it. But um, as we're sipping or tasting. Um, so why the, uh, why Josephine? Uh, well, for one thing, you know, we ran into the, the problem originally, right? Well, what do we call this? Um, and O to V is what we can call it in the U S because the U S government doesn't have a, a specific definition for O to V. If we were to go to France, they would, you know, kick us out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so we're, we're like, well, what do we, uh, you know, and we wanted to, we were looking at all 
all of the social kind of aspects of uh, of the prohibition era, you know, kind of a neo-prohibition kind of a theme is, you know, kind of our brand. Um, we didn't want to go with the cliche, all prohibition kind of thing. However, when we stumbled on Josephine as one of the you know, kind of the icons of that era uh, and started learning about her was very impressive. And it's like, well, instead of having, you know, to give this a formal spirit name, you know, like rum or whiskey or whatever, let's just call it Josephine Mm -hmm. and make it its own spirit. So that was kind of how that came about. Yeah. There's uh, are you familiar with the black crows? I don't know. Are you a music guy? Yeah. Love music. Uh, So do you know who the the black crows are? Mm hmm. Okay, so so they've got a song, and the song is Josephine. It's the name of the song. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but that's no, uh, but I, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a fantastic song. You should, uh, and, and this is going to segue in eventually into uh, you know what are you guys doing at the distillery and the bar, and you know things have been kind of challenging for 2020, but uh, you know it's, it starts off like Josephine, your little country thing. And it, it's just a, it's a fantastic song and it's the, you know, it's the brothers up there. They're, they're together at that time. And, and, uh, but what, uh, and it's, I don't think it's reference. I haven't actually looked up the meaning, but, uh, but that would be a really, really great, uh, great outlet. Even if it's not in reference to this, I mean, it, that's a good theme song for the, for the, the <laughs> I gotta check it out for sure. Yeah, cool. it's, a, it's great. So, so I'm hitting this thing on the nose and I'm totally like, I'm getting, it's like, so uh, you said this is sangria based, but I mean, the first thing that hits me is I'm getting like those, uh, nothing like, like a sangria. Oh, I'm getting those like, no, 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 no. I'm no, I get nothing like a sangria, but right. I get those rich Fuji apples. It's like, yeah. it's not great. It's not granny Smith and it's not the red apples that taste like nothing. I'm getting like a real, like a good solid apple out of this thing. Yep. There, there's a there's a heavy chunk of apple in that. There's apple. There's pear. There's peach, mango, mm. strawberries, and blueberries. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yep. In addition to molasses, which is cool. Which we I wanted to give some some tropical notes to it. And then there's the wine that we get out of Sonoma that we distill with it too. But it, what's cool is the strawberry, a little bit of the mango, and that gives it kind of almost like a vegetal note. So almost like strawberry leaves. Uh, and then, Oh, strawberry. That's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm tasting that I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I do get the strawberry, uh, the leaves. I get the, the, what you would cut off of a strawberry. Yeah. That's what I'm getting out of that, but it's still strawberry. It's just a little, got a little more, uh, it's not as, it's not as sweet. Yeah. It's not meant to be. It's just to kind of give it some complexity and, and just to kind of switch it up a little bit, you know, and then there's again, more sandalwood. There's some smokiness in this one too. Um, and then, you know, there's some toasted caramel or toasted marshmallow. Uh, it, it, it's just, it opens up into a huge array of different things and everybody who tastes it that I find that talk about it gets out different things yet again. Like every time somebody has something new, it's like, I never tasted that. And then it's like, Oh yeah, there you go. It's, it's subtle, but it's there. Um, that's what's so fun about it. I get a little more alcohol out of this one than I do. Not in a bad way. I mean, we're, I mean, shit, we're regularly drinking, you know, 120 plus proof. So, I mean, it's not the alcohol part, but, um, I get a little more alcohol out of the Josephine that I do the Lawrence with, which I think is weird because I would think that I would get more out of the Lawrence. I mean, it's that, uh, it, it, I didn't look at the proofs, but they're both 43 ABV. So, 86 okay. proof. Yeah. um, and actually, it's funny, you know, we played with that a great deal uh, on the Josephine, you know, 44 ABV was way too hot. 42 was too bland. Huh. 
and it's it's amazing just one percent what kind of difference that makes in the flavor and uh, 43 just opened up the most uh wonderful flavors i think um yeah and the other thing about this is this it'll settle down uh this is uh, it's a new spirit right i mean we just uh, distilled this in july so it'll it'll mellow out and next summer this will be even nicer hmm. yeah uh, so okay. so at, four, at 43 it can sit on the shelf i don't need to uh, i don't need to refrigerate this right no, it's good, no, good to go no. on the shelf. Yeah. Yep. What kind of wine are you putting in it? Like kind of grapes. So this this particular batch, uh, we got a a blend of several rosés of red. Oh, cool. So there's a rosé of Pinot. There's a um, a Cabernet uh, and a, a few others. Um, I wanted to say that there was a Barbera, but I don't think there was. Um, but there was but several different varieties that came out of Sonoma that really kind of worked with this. And what I really like is that. Being a batch-based distillery and doing this all batch-based is uh, we we have the freedom and flexibility to change that out. So if we want to, you know, experiment with different varietals and you know figure out what kind of brandy that we really want to dial into, or maybe just change it up every year uh, or every batch and and do that, we can. And I think that's what's great. And that's why you know batch one is going to have a flavor all its own. It, it's it'll probably will probably never make another batch that <laughs> tastes exactly like this. Uh, and so that's, that's why we enjoy it is because, you know, people can look forward to the next batch. It's like a wine, you know, year to year is never the same, even out of the same vineyard, um, with the same varietal, it's never exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. We embrace that. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be more true. Yeah. What would you think? Uh, so I, I know you, uh, so you're keeping up with stuff and what's going on, um, and, and all the, the smoke and, and in the pan, it's, it's not the first time that, uh, and I'm not trying to take this away from you. I'm, I'm just. Just, just talking about, you know, kind of what you're doing and what you're using. But, uh, you know, so many years people have thrown or, you know, fed them to uh, livestock, you know, the grapes that get smoke tainted from yep. uh, the wildfires in California. Have That's you right. thought about going down the road of how do you take this and how do you take those smoked grapes that people aren't going to use and and We're already doing it. Oh, he's already doing We're it. Already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the Willamette Valley, because Oregon was hit really hard here just a couple of months ago. Right? Oh, wow. Ago. Okay, cool. Um and so, yeah, the Willamette Valley had a lot of tainted grapes that were coming out of there. And um, and even from, you know, some past years and, you know, there's been fires in uh, Northern California, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a great way to reuse or to use that kind of wine. Uh, in fact, most brandy or, or I should say cognacs and Armagnacs out of France, the the wine is almost undrinkable. Mm. Uh, that they use for the really finest cognacs. And so you never know. I mean, it, maybe it comes out and it tastes terrible, like Concord grapes or something terrible like that. But <laughs> other times you might get something that's like a real gem. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, I love this. That's why we, we're going to experiment all the time. And we're just going to continue that. That's if fun. we find one we like. Yeah, That's fun. That's got to be, it's got to be fun though, right? I mean, going out and uh, cause, cause you're, you, you're definitely in a category of your own. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, how do you get reviewed? How do you get, and maybe like this, it's like, Hey, that this is actually good shit. Go drink it. And, and, and I'll be honest, you know, I, I, uh, you know, when I reached out and I said, Hey, this guy, you're doing something really interesting and it's uh, something that other people aren't doing. I mean, I could start naming some, uh, you know, uh, uh, herbal liqueurs and things along those lines, but that's not, uh, that's not your intent is for this to be like a, a shooter or a mixer. I mean, this is a, no, uh, it, it, it's a, uh, it, it's a spirit, uh, fruit based spirit that's meant to be sipped neat. 
and, and after your love of uh, you, you kind of stumbled upon scotch randomly and you're like, hey, how do I get these smoky flavors in a fruit based uh, fruit based spirit that you can enjoy the same way that you would enjoy a grain based spirit such as uh, bourbon or whiskey or scotch or whatever, whatever label you want to put behind it. And I, I think you've done. Uh, I've, I've had two little sips and I, it's actually really good. I mean, I, I know some people that would probably say, Hey, put that in the freezer for me. Let me drink it cold. Uh, I drink most things neat. Uh, but I think this holds up well in the, in, in the freezer and it's not going to have an issue. And it's, uh, I could definitely see people using this in, uh, other cocktails. However, I did Google, I put the Google to work today. Oh boy! And, and oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Here we go. I, I, I don't. I don't have any pictures to show. I told no, you no, not no, to do that. No, nothing bad came up. <laughs> nothing bad came up. But but I did, and I'm like going, well, how are they using this spirit in the you know? And it's this would be like a good swizzle, or you know, in place of a rum, or I mean, you can, there's lots of places you could use this. Uh, me personally, I like a good cocktail if somebody makes it for me. Yeah, I mean, it's the best these, kind. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but these are things to me is like, I like my cocktail with one glass and one spirit. And this is stuff that you could just pour down. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hit this uh, Lawrence again and, and ask you to tell a little story about how you. Um, uh, Matt, you said you wanted to, you wanted to see the difference because when he went from the Lawrence over to the Josephine, did did you did you get that out of him in terms, of, I guess, how how different it was, or did you get kind of the feedback you were looking for on that? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give him a chance to, to give go. a little bit more feedback because, like I said, this changes over time, right? So as we're gotcha. talking here, yeah, um, uh, you'll get different notes. Um, but one thing I, I think that's good to point out too, whereas, yeah, we we. Oh, I really like to make these for the sake of drinking neat. Mm -hmm. um, but that is not to say at all that it doesn't go well in other things, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of folks I know love the Lawrence with a cube. Uh, same with Josephine. Uh, opens it up a little bit too, and you know, just you know, to take that that little edge off if you're if you're not feeling it, um, if you're not used to drinking a higher ABV kind of a spirit. Uh, but then the Lawrence in is oh, it's incredible in so many cocktails. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is a Caipirinha. So if you just take like two or three lime wedges and a little bit of Demerara sugar and you muddle that and then a shot of Lawrence over top of that, it it's incredible. It just plays with that lime really, really well. Um, and then in a pina colada, it does exceptionally well. Oh, wow. And then on the Josephine, I, I hadn't really thought that I, there were many cocktails that I would have enjoyed with Josephine in it. Um, it definitely goes well with like a tonic, uh, which may seem a little bit unexpected. But no, 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 no. Perfectly no? fine. Okay. <laughs> um, but what I've actually found it recently, and, and I've never really been a sidecar drinker, um, even though I really enjoy cognac, armagnac, and the rest, I'd, I've never really had many of those. In fact, I can't remember the last time I did. Um, and then uh, someone mentioned that, hey, you should try the Josephine in a sidecar. And I'm like, mm, okay, I'll give it a shot and just see how it comes out. It's an it works really, really well, um, you know, with a with a Grand Meunier and with a lime or lemon, and and with this, it actually tones down the sweetness of a sidecar. Because I think the reason I wouldn't like it normally is it's too sweet, mm. uh, but it really tames it down, and you get a lot more of the earthiness that comes out of the Josephine in it, uh, and it's not anywhere as sweet, but just amazing. It plays super well with the Grand Meunier, and I think it really Josephine does. We're finding that works exceptionally well with any citrus. Um, so 
anyway, cool. in terms of, in terms of the versatility, it's there, uh, but we definitely prefer to have it. You know, just to be enjoyable as a as a straight uh, spirit, because there's a lot of spirits out there too that you do, you don't buy, like you were saying, like Bacardi or something like that. People hardly ever buy something like that to drink straight, unless you're oh, you, specifically pounding it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, and that's yeah. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, anything that I've got on the shelf behind me is uh, I've got very few rums behind me that aren't from Cuba. And not 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 to be snobbish. It's just uh, you know. I mean, they do a good job. Uh, but but I mean, there are other folks that make good rums. And you know, this one. So I was going to mention a cocktail, and uh, my first one is going to be a rum Negroni with this Ooh, with, with cool, the yeah. Lawrence. And, and I think it's going to hold because. I mean, this is going to give me a play on both sides of the world. Uh, I shouldn't say on both sides of the world, but uh, you know, different. Uh, longitudes of i'm going to be able to go from oaxaca or in utah in this case to which you guys are decently on the you know you're closer and then back over to cuba or the dominican or you know puerto rico would just name one and i think this is going to be a really neat play on a um on a puerto rican uh, not Puerto Rican. I, I don't know. I have to come up with the name of it, but I think this is going to be a Caribbean. fantastic. Uh, yeah. Caribbean. Yeah. The, it's, it's a Caribbean Negroni. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I think that's, that's going to be a great play for a cocktail. We may, uh, you mind if I post, uh, post your stuff when we do that? Do it, do it. So which so, one do you prefer so far? Uh, well, I, <laughs> So you're saying I only get to drink one for the rest of the night? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, I, I know. But I, I mean, I think there's such a difference. And I, I think that um, here, here's the way I would go into it. And I, you, you probably saw birdies and bourbon, right? It's a golf tournament and, uh, you know, all the time. And I would say, you know, the, the Josephine is a, that's it, it, a good day drinker. Um, I could go uh, the Josephine in a, uh, in like a spritz. I could uh, hit it with a little bit of, uh, you know, something on top of it and, you know, some ice and a, uh, uh, an orange wedge. And like, that is my sangria. But I, I mean, instead of an Aperol spritz, I could go a Josephine spritz and you know, I, I could hit it with a little, uh, yeah, hit it with a little Campari, hit it with a little champagne uh, or, or uh, uh, sparkling wine. And it I actually think that- is inter- very interesting. If you have any sparkling wine, it's a great accompaniment. I mean, almost like, uh, you know, getting into a French 77 or. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. No, that that's like totally a solid pour right there. But Josephine is, uh, yeah, it's a play on it. It's uh, it's like a Utah French. It's like a Utah 77. A Utah 77. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and, and I would say that. Um, uh, that the Lawrence is more, um, I mean, I could drink it in the morning without it. Actually, it would really go good. And, uh, like if I were making a, uh, I, I like it neat, just fine. I know you're asking how, which one do I want neat, but I'm, I'm just playing in my mind of what, what could I do with these things? If I wanted to do something, I mean, this would make Thanksgiving's coming up. I don't know if you can celebrate and, and the holidays. Um, I, this would make a great, like a, a spice cider, uh, eggnog. it would, this would be great in an eggnog. This would be, um, uh, I think this is a good early morning coffee drink. You know, if you like, a like a, like a, uh, like a latte and hit it with a little bit of the, I mean, this thing is just like popping all over. You don't even have to add any cinnamon. I mean, this right. thing is so solid. Hmm. Um, so which do I like better? 
I don't know. I have to taste that. Tell us your story about how did you, how and why did you wind up in Utah and was the process hard if you have time? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I can give you the short version cause it's not a real short story, but um, yeah, I mean, I lived back East, you know, like I was saying okay. um, mm-hmm. outside of Raleigh uh, uh, and, but all over, right. Michigan, Virginia, I actually grew up right outside of Washington, DC mostly. Okay. Um, and, uh, my wife and I just decided at one point that we wanted to move West, uh, just to explore it. Cause we're travelers and we love, you know, just exploring new areas in the, you know, the Rocky mountains, it's gorgeous. Um, so, you know, we came out here and, you know, just kind of fell on love and we stayed. Uh, and at one point we actually moved to San Francisco and lived downtown in San Francisco for a couple of years. Uh, and then we moved. What's that? Fun spot. Fun spot. Oh yeah. It's man. What a fantastic town that is. I love the place. The, the only, and we moved back here from San Francisco uh, after a couple of years, um, mainly because it's when you want some solitude or peace and quiet, California is tough. <laughs> you're, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really the only reason we moved back. But I mean, otherwise, uh, the culture there, the, the restaurants, the bars, it's just, uh, it's second to none, honestly. It's, you know, it's almost like an American Paris. Um, but we joke to coming back to Utah because we spent two years in San Francisco that we went on a two year mission and failed miserably <laughs> and didn't <laughs> baptize anybody. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, Utah is, is an interesting place. And honestly, it's, it's really just about the outdoors. That's the main thing that draws us here. And you understand, yeah. I mean, getting up into Park City and getting up into the mountains, I mean, you can't beat it. And then if you go down south, you've got Moab and you've got, you know, Zion National Park and yeah. uh, Bryce Canyon and just gorgeous areas all over out here. To, and then if you want to go camping, you can go an hour and a half out into the West Desert and you've got five square miles of desert to yourself. Uh, so... It's it's for an outdoors person. It's it's paradise uh, for certain. So, yeah, and you know, and honestly, a lot of people wonder. You know, it must have been. You know, why are you opening a distillery in Utah? Are you absolutely nuts? Um, <laughs> because you know, and the liquor law, laws are abs- definitely strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're they're uh, totally lots of unusual, confinements. If, yeah. There is, you know, and, it, and it's no lie, and it's no secret that the church has a lot of influence, right? So, you know, they're going to have um, some some say in, in really what the way the laws are made, but I don't think it's too restrictive. Um, and for a manufacturer for spirits, I don't think it's that bad of a thing either. For one thing, our uh, expenses are low. Uh, mm-hmm. Our warehouse space, you know, compared to, yeah. you know, someplace else, especially like a California sure. or something is yeah. ex- extraordinarily cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the majority of our sales are out of state anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we're shipping a lot of stuff to distributors in, in different States. So, you know, the, the local sales, albeit healthy, uh, you know, and in fact, we've been embraced really well by the local community, um, save a, a very small number of folks who really haven't been a problem. It's just been a little vocal, but um, everybody's really been fantastic about it. And so it really wasn't a big deal. It actually turned out to be kind of a non thing. So very cool. We are. Very cool. Yeah, I'll have to send uh, OJH three to see. Uh, uh, that's that's my cousin, and uh, you know he's uh, he, he's big, not big about town, but he he's around town, so he'd uh, he'd love to stop in and say hi to you. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's bold to do what you're doing, and 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 I think you've definitely um, you pulled together two damn good spirits here. That uh, you know, I'm I'm like still kind of marinating on I can pick I can pick what I like better I can pick what I like better and I can tell you Matt, why you stumped them you stumped uh, them yes well, you did but, but I can pick what I like better 
and and it's not it's interesting so we had a recording yesterday with uh with these folks at a golf course and it's like one of these cult golf courses and it's like well you know and the guy's been there since inception and and the dude that uh that designed and created the golf course you know he's since passed away and, and he passed away as a young guy you know etc et and and it's like, well, what's your favorite? And he's like, oh, this is my favorite. And I'm like, what's your least favorite? And he's like, well, how could you have a least favorite? And I'm like, well, which one do you like less than other ones? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's all about framing it up. So here's what I would say. Uh, for my palate, uh, I actually go, I would go for the Josephine over the Lawrence in that um, between the two, this gives me something that I typically wouldn't probably pick up that I would pick up again. Um, the Lawrence, I absolutely think it's great. And I think there's no reason to drink other cinnamon flavored liqueurs again, when I could drink this mm -hmm. and I'm uh, hopefully that I didn't mean that in any no, kind of I way. It's very positive. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that I, I think that this is, this is expanding on something that people are flavoring things with, not not clear water. I'm saying I'm not drinking a flavored whiskey. I'm drinking something that's natural and, and, yeah. and unflavored. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. it, it, and that was really our stick. I mean, we didn't want to add anything. After it comes out of the still, it's done. Uh, you know, the only thing we're going to do, do at that point is either rest it with some wood, maybe, uh, or uh, dilute it. And, and that's really it. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of sweeteners and, and flavorings that, yeah. especially on the vodka range that, yeah. you know, that's, that gets added out there. And, you know, we just don't want to, it just doesn't, I don't know. I, it's hard to not come up with disparaging ways to describe that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, let, let me, let us, let us say this, this is your show. You want to say? Uh, we, we don't care, and, but I, but I mean, to be fair, I mean, we're, you know, people would look, but uh, to, to, but to be, uh, let me, uh, maybe I'll say it and, and you can say, Hey man, you're crazy. But like, <laughs> I, we're not, I'm, we're not drinking flavored whiskey. We're drinking infused liquor. I shouldn't say whiskey. We're drinking infused liquor. We're not drinking flavored liquor. Is that a fair statement? That's definitely true. So, and, and I think that that's where, you, you know, in, in all the articles, it's like, well, you know, you know, Matt, how do you fit into the, the category? And it's like, well, I, I don't need a category. I just want to make good uh, infused liquor. And it, I mean, technically, couldn't this be called a gin? Well, um, sure. I mean, it's made in the in the process that a gin is made in. I think, you know, from a, again, from the label standards that, you know, that are out there from different governing entities, no, because it has to have a juniper forward kind of flavor to it. But, you know, at the bottom, at the bottom line is and at the end of the day, the, the idea here is we and I, I think the way that we develop spirits is what's what makes things different. And it's the fact that we take a flavor and then uh, like a target flavor, like something that we want to come out with and then try to engineer the process to make it as a spirit. And so yeah. the engineering is, you know, again, maybe this comes into my software uh, background, but um, all the same, it's the ingredients, it's the yeasts, it's the process, um, you know, and, and how you use your equipment. 
you know, because the type of still that you use and everything like that all has an effect, all has a variance. Um, and it's what's fun is saying like, oh, how can I make something like this? And then going out and, and trying to do it. And uh, that's that's how we do it. And so it's not like we say we're going to set out to make a whiskey, um, you know, which a lot of folks kind of, I think that's the standard way of going about it. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with it either. I mean, there's a ton of fantastic whiskey. Um, but, you know, that's that's the point is they say, well, okay, well, I need to define a grain bill and it has to fit within these, like you said, these uh, borders and these uh, confines. Yep. Um, that's what I think is great is like we want a flavor and we're going to open it up completely to use whatever means we want. That's obviously a safe way to make something to make it happen. And there, wherever we end up is where we end up. So, and, and in fact, one of the things that we're coming out with uh, that you may appreciate really well is, I, I don't know if you're much of a, of a cognac drinker or a brandy uh, drinker, but we have uh, been working on with a company in Bordeaux. Uh, to to acquire some Armagnac because again like I'm you know I'm an Armagnac fan but we're actually going to blend that with a rye whiskey. Oh wow, that's cool. So Can you say get... which what what are you uh, what what do you, you so you're sourcing obviously you want to sure. share or you're not going to share. Well, I mean I'll share some details. I mean obviously we're sourcing because you know we're brand new right we don't have stuff. Yeah, yeah and understand. Um, and, you know, High West uh, paved the way for that. They did an incredibly good job at, you know, creating some some beautiful blends uh, from stuff that wasn't their own. Yeah, right? Well, there a go. lot of bottles back there, yeah. So. And I'm sure going to visit <laughs> in Park City. You're we, every, every, every single trip we ski in, at le- I stay for at least a week, and we ski in at least three times. And then, and it's like, he's like, damn it, I don't want to ski down there. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't get <laughs> to ski here every week. This is my week, and we're doing it. So, we're but, going I to mean, Park Avenue, damn it! <laughs> you're right. I mean, but it's the coolest thing, you know, if you ski. But that's, uh, but, but that's awesome. And it, sorry, I, I cut you off, but, but I, I do have a co- couple of comments after. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, so what we're doing is, you know, the Armagnac we're getting is is aged anywhere from five to thirty years. Wow. Uh, so it's incredibly smooth, and it's it's definitely not cheap. Mm-hmm. It's inc- it's really really expensive, um, and the the rye that we're going after after also is again an older rye. Uh, we want something that's a lot smoother, and. What's super cool about it is, and there's a lot of people that have done this. So if you go out and get your Google Foo on, uh, you'll see that you know blending uh, a cognac with a with a whiskey has been done a lot, very successfully. And what's great, I think, is about the smoothness and the sweetness of the Armagnac. You know, the little bits of bubblegum flavors. You know, the spices, the the fruitiness. But then, out of the the rye, getting the the really spicy notes out of that just kind of gives you that spicy sweet. Uh, flavor to it that is not overly sweet because you know we're not going to put too much of the armagnac in but that the, the result the end result is you can't put it down oh wow uh, every time yeah, i mean every time we make a test batch it's it's gone it's it just disappears um, okay so, so can you put a sample of that aside for us like a little small <laughs> thing and send you know just oh yeah or a little away for sure uh, and yeah we're going to be trying to come up with that'll hopefully hit the market here sometime probably in January, maybe as late as February. Uh, it's the problem is getting stuff from overseas. I mean, all the tariffs and, and there's a lot yeah, of everything's getting crazy. Well, I don't yeah. know. It may, may lighten up. Uh, well, this is not a political show. Uh, we like to keep it light. Hey, let's just drink and have a good time. How about that? Um, cheers to that. Yeah, that, cheers to that. That, that new, um, concoction if you will it's that sounds amazing matt for sure i mean that that sounds like a lot of fun for sure and you said it doesn't last you guys are just going through because it's that good huh what kind of notes you getting out of it um so yeah it's uh 
so like I was saying, the, the bubblegum notes and the sweetness of the fruit and a little bit of kind of like a candied fruit, almost, you know, from the, from the Armagnac. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, a typical rye, right? You know, the, the, the round review rye, the double okay. rye that you've had from High you West. You some spice also, on the back end? Some because of the Dan loves the double rye from High West. I do. That's really good. Yeah. 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 It's a fantastic rye. It's amazing. And, you know, they, they actually share a lot of the things in common, you know, like between Bullet and between High West. And, you know, they actually source from the same place. Oh, okay. um, yeah, it's yeah. it's all MGP out of out of the Midwest, and um, uh, but they make incredible stuff. Yeah. Uh, they do a, a fantastic job at that. So, you know, it's going to be similar in, in the notes to that uh, from those. But the way they play together, yeah, I think is really where it shines. I think those those two. If you think you know a spicy sweet like a like a pepper jelly, yeah, almost or oh, yeah. you know that kind of a thing. That's oh, what I was getting at. How they how they gel together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I it, see it what you did there. <laughs> all <laughs> together love it <laughs> no, no i wasn't i wasn't, I wasn't making a pun but yeah I no, no, but yeah. No, he, he, no it happened organically yeah. and i mean that's what's cool but i mean but that's where so matt what i was mentioning earlier like if you if you don't care to mention and and a lot of folks are afraid to say like oh i get by i oh, i i can't tell you where i get it from and you know we can probably guess on three fingers where they get it from. You can probably sure. drill it down to one and then maybe you have to raise a half a finger. And then the third one, you may get a stretch on, but then I probably, we probably know that too. And people are afraid to do it. It's like, you, you shouldn't be afraid of being a new mm-hmm. distillery or, or a new, uh, a, a new, um, blender. What, what do you, however you want to reference it, you shouldn't be yeah. afraid of, of announcing like, Hey, I'm, I'm getting something from these people and they're making damn good stuff. And it, I guess the bad news is their stock's going up, and yeah. but 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 in turn your stock is going up as well, and it, I think it's all positive all the way around. So yeah, uh, I mean I'm not afraid of it. Like you said, it's it's no big deal. Uh, it, the, the big thing too is to recognize that not a lot of people are actually blending brandy and, and no, whiskey. No, that's the more unique thing about it. it doesn't even matter where you're you know where you're sourcing it from. You know? so, it's just so unique. Yeah, yeah. And, and even if somebody does. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm sure after we do it, and when people see, I, I'm fairly yeah. confident it'll be it'll sell a few bottles um, that one or two other places may try. I mean, aren't and you aren't you already uh, like capa- like you need more capacity? Yeah, it's not it's not a secret here, man. I mean, it's like, right. uh, hey, uh, yes, I would lo- I would love to send you more bottles. We're making as but and by the way, uh, th- so I, I segued myself in our cell, our cells into uh, a, a unique spot here. So you, you've got a new spot in uh, Utah County, Utah County. Yep. And you were opening up, uh, it's a tasting room. Uh, the concept, is that open yet? Or did that get, uh, yeah, it got yeah, kind of through a whole ranch and everything, you know, we, and what's funny is we opened, uh, right around St. Patrick's day, which is basically when COVID hit. Yeah. Hey, by the was. way, Hey, thanks for opening. I have a note for you. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. you, could, you yeah. couldn't get a bigger kick in the you yeah. know, balls for that right there. Like yeah. That. Squarely. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we had all these aspirations, you know, for the, we, we've been working on this for years, right? I mean, it's not like we just figured out in January, we're going to open a distillery. It's actually been over three years now that we've been working on this. So mm-hmm. yeah, we had uh, all the, the marketing ideas set up to, you know, to really focus on on-premise, which is bars and restaurants. And, you know, as soon as COVID hits, you know, the first wave of it, uh, it's like, 
uh, what now? Because uh, <laughs> everything, you know, everybody yeah. kind of shut down at that point too, just, uh, you know, out of, uh, you know, to be safe. And it, it was like, okay, we got to pivot really quick. So, you know, we went, we moved to e-commerce and uh, to do online sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm really glad we did that because that's been healthy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the tasting room all went by the wayside. Uh, everything that we had, we had planned, we had a huge opening gala we were going to have and invite all sorts of folks. And, you know, part of our fundraising, fundraising campaign was to invite folks down too. And We hadn't met at the time, but when you do the new uh, reopening or the, mm-hmm. the original reopening, uh, we two tickets, please. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. Uh, and we're going to do it. I mean, as soon as this is under control, no doubt. you bet. I mean, this is good stuff. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna book. You know, I would have booked. I, I used to joke all the time about having Van Halen play at my birthday, and it's been a sad year for that. No, yeah. no, no, no. Get Wolfgang. We'll get Wolfgang. <laughs> yeah, fair. Wolfgang yeah. Van Halen. Yeah. There you go. And maybe David will join him. I don't know, but you know, we'll we'll try to get something back together. But we want to have some something big. We're gonna have a big blowout. That's oh, for sure. Do do uh, do uh, the Robinsons uh, do Black Crow Black Crows and let them play Josephine. Yeah, do Josephine. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, you guys are absolutely invited i mean by all means uh so yeah we're really looking forward to that but we took all the money that you know right now our our showroom is kind of it it fits the bill you know to be able to do curbside stuff uh for the local folks and uh but by no means is it set up the way we want to have it set up for when we're going to be in full swing and and that'll come and and that'll happen and i'm confident with that and i'm actually i'm feeling good we've got some really great news this week with vaccines yeah uh, you know two really solid vaccines it sounds like yeah sure yeah so, you know, we're encouraged by that. And hopefully by this time next year, things are more under control and um, we'll make it through it. Yeah. So it's kind of, uh, you know, with Utah, with all their liquor law and, you know, the, the I don't know if it's even liquor law. It's just the alcohol laws and the, the, the ABVs and all that stuff. I'm surprised that um, so you can ship liquor out of there freely and uh, not an issue. I mean, I, I know that the, the state that you, the constant either the, the state, the receiving state is probably more of a challenge than Utah. It, it out is. Of yeah. Well, for one thing, I mean, we can ship everything out. No problem to distributors. That's, yep. you know, part of interstate commerce. No yep. big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't fulfill our online e-commerce store. Uh, it has to be fulfilled actually out of California. Okay, uh, gotcha. Yeah, so that's where that's happening from. It's coming out of San Diego, and um, because of yeah, one of the Utah restrictions that we can't yeah. necessarily ship directly to folks, which is sad because you know then we got to pay somebody to do it. Um, but here we are. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, not negative. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, it's a limitation, right? But uh, yeah. I mean, but you've you've opened something up that hasn't been done in, since uh, prohibition. So uh, it, at least in your county, right? I mean, so that's pretty awesome. There, as far as we can tell, there's there are no tax records for any alcohol sales in this county until we got here. Oh wow! So you got to make sure it's, you got an awesome beard. Uh, you got uh, you, 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 you got a, you got an awesome beard. I mean, I'm thinking you, you exploit that stuff back to the day and be like, hey, you know, I'm the guy. Like, uh, I need I need to get my stuff out to the to the people. Yeah. Well, you know, and I could, but yeah, I don't. 
I don't know, not that I'm afraid to or don't really want to, but, you know, Utah is Utah. It's great. It's a wonderful place to live. But honestly, you know, I think the biggest thing for this is really getting the exposure across the country. And, you know, I, I don't know that Utah really even needs to be as a focus other than the fact that it's novel that, you know, you're, you're making booze in Utah, which in itself is, it raises an eyebrow on everybody. But <laughs> yeah. but beyond that, yeah, we'd, we'd love to be as ubiquitous as High West. Um, and mm-hmm. I think we have a really shot at that, a good shot at that. So, yeah, no, I, I do too. I mean, I, I think, uh, it, hey, these things could be, uh, uh, the, I mean, both of them are fantastic. Um, I don't know. I'm leading towards that Josephine, though. I, I did have a little, <laughs> little sip. And, and it could be. It, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big jazz guy. So, I mean, it could be. So, Matt, how many um, uh, different types of batches or whatnot did you go through in order to kind of land in on what the Josephine is today? That's probably the 30th iteration. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. I know you said you were messing around with the, or you were playing with the alcohol count content, you know, and just settling on the one that it's at, whatnot. So about thirty different ones. That's 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 a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a whole lot. We varied a lot of stuff. I mean, we played a lot around with the fruits. Actually, the original one had orange in it. Um, oh. Orange, which sounds really good, but when you distill oranges, it's surprisingly earthy, and you get almost no orange flavor. It just it's almost Skip like the peel. Hmm. Not the even rind. the peel. The no, rind. it's almost like dirt. Really? Really? Yeah, it's just, it's a really, um, to borrow a tasting note from another distillery, Forest Floor. Um, Um. It's uh, it's not orangey at all, and it, it worked to some degree because it did give it some complexity. But I think the ones, the, the fruits that we're using now, I think the strawberry really is a better option than the orange um, for that. But uh, that's that was the fun, right? I mean, you, you, yeah. know, you try different stuff, and and there you go. Very, very cool. I was trying to look. Uh, I, I saw it, and I can talk about it. But uh, so you've got two. Um, what do you call your still? I mean, they're two copper stills, but are, are they pot stills? It is a pot still. Yeah, we we don't do continuous distilling at this point. Uh, if we do, and actually, that's part of the the work that I'm doing right now is to expand our production capacity. We need to go. I'm shooting for about ten times our production capacity right now. Wow! Uh, well, hey, and, way to way to uh, you know be aggressive. Yeah, that's that's that's. It's that's almost out of necessity. I mean, honestly, it's um, we're that won't last us too long. I, I'm actually thinking that might last us one or two years. Wow! Before we're really? looking to get more equipment. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's a pot still. It's a copper pot still. Uh, very similar to, uh, you know, what you would do with brandies and whiskeys. Yeah, uh, that's kind of yep. uh, the focus of the equipment is is done there too. But and I like, uh, you know, as far as a line arm goes, I like a downward line arm because that actually picks up a lot more rich uh, flavors instead of being a lighter spirit. I actually prefer to have more flavor included, and there's ways to mitigate that too. Uh, we have used a, a doubler or a thumper, uh, also known sure. as a retort or a yeah. parasitic boiler. Um, so I would argue that's double distilling. You know, we can we can chat about that, but that'd be a whole hour in itself. <laughs> but, I, um, hey, but I mean, you don't have a category anyway, so you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Exactly right. Yeah, I don't need to worry about the difference between <laughs> Irish and Scotch whiskey. I don't have to. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, whatever. It's this is Josephine. Mm. Oh, hold on, I'll get back into that. <laughs> Cool. No, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. But I mean, the, the shop that uh, you're working in, the pictures that I, uh, you know, snooped out on you. I mean, it looks cool, man. I mean, you got, uh, I saw you had two and uh, it's like you need like 10 more. So pretty much couldn't be a bit, couldn't be a better story. 
Yeah, it's an awesome oh, story. Thanks, man. It's yeah. an awesome story. And uh, in, in a place that you can't even make damn liquor. <laughs> right. Especially, not only can you not make it, but you can't sell it. Yeah. Can't make it, can't sell it during a pandemic also. And here we are. Yeah. How did that work out? Pretty so awesome if, story, bud. If people want to buy, they go to clearwaterdistilling.com and hit the shop button, right? And that's how you can get it uh, shipped directly to you? Yep, or you can go straight to shop.clearwaterdistilling.com as well. Uh, and then if you're in Utah, uh, we do the curbside, and the site for that is clearwaterdistilling.square.site. Oh, cool. Cool. Yep. Well, it's been fun. What else? Uh, what did we talk about, Matt? What didn't we talk about? Well, you know, one yeah. of the things I, I'd like to uh, kind of point out is, and then I don't know that a lot of distillers are doing this, but... Um, since we're using these folks like Lawrence and Josephine, who really are quite iconic folks, and, and the one we're actually going to be using for our upcoming spirit, which, by the way, it, we're going to call a Ryman Yak. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. uh, can I go? I mean, I'll send, let me know where to send me the PayPal or whatever it is. I'll send the money in. So oh, well, we'll definitely set you up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we're actually, and that one's going to be named after a gentleman named Rene Casson. And he was, uh, he was French, and he fought in World War One, uh, and was injured uh, severely, and basically scarred not just physically but also mentally from war, and made it his life's ambition and life's work really kind of to uh, to work out human rights and, and try to avoid war because war is just a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. It's it's never a good thing for you know especially for the folks who are in it, and uh, so he actually ended up winning the Nobel Peace Prize, um, enacted tons of le legislation in France uh, that was geared towards uh, veterans' rights, veterans' uh, benefits, uh, taking care of anyone who had to fight in the wars, and, and because up to that point. The, you know, governments weren't taking care of their soldiers. They, they, you know, were saying like, hey, go fight. But, you know, when you come back, OK, whatever. Um, you know, so even if you have lasting injuries mentally or physically, uh, we weren't necessarily going to take care of you. And he made it so that, you know, the, the France at least did that. Also, the United Nations uh, enacted a lot of uh, or did a lot of work with them, essentially, in the, in the name of human rights. So he was a great person. Um, but to that point, with the, the historic icons that we're putting on these bottles, one of the things that we're doing, since we are in a way exploiting them, uh, you know, for the benefit of the spirits, is we want to give back. Yeah. So uh, with Josephine Baker, what we're doing with her is we've picked a charity, uh, and it's the, um, the, the Child Art Foundation, uh, the International Child Art Foundation, uh, which we figured... For her, you know, since she was very much into the entertainment and, and performing arts, but also is a great appreciation of art. But then it also it's the kind of thing that teaches kids the art within the context of empathy, uh, which, you know, since she was a civil rights advocate, uh, you know, really made a big difference. And we think would be a great uh, honor to her. Uh, for being able to use her likeness to say that, you know, we want to contribute to this charity in your name, you know, because we're, we're using this and, and thought that she would appreciate that. So next month, we're going to be sending out a check to them. Uh, and we're going to do this at, at the end of every year um, for all of our spirits. And Lawrence, uh, since he was an Arctic explorer and very much an outdoorsman uh, and appreciated uh, nature and, and everything, uh, we figured the best charity for him would be the Ocean Conservancy. Oh, nice. Um, and there's a, there's a, a place on the web called GuideStar, uh, which is really a, I guess you could call it a, a charity rating 
okay. uh, service or site or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they, they largely rate them on how much of the money that you contribute actually goes to the cause yep. uh, versus all the overhead and, you know, and how, how they operate. So both of these charities that we've chosen for them are all, or they're platinum rated charities on GuideStar. And uh, we're going to eventually pick the charity for Renee, uh, you know, after we launch next year. Uh, but it's very likely to be a human rights uh, charity. Oh, okay, uh, but cool. that's, but that's one of the things I think that, you know, folks, I, I just like them to know, you know, it's, we're, we're here, yeah, as a business, we're, we're trying to make money and everything too, but, you know, we feel that it, we just feel better about giving back. Yeah. Well, a, it's, it's, it's on your website. I mean, it, it shows, but you scroll down to the bottom and that's, uh, I'm glad you brought it up and I didn't have to, because <laughs> it says uh, every, for every bottle we give back. And I'm like, well, I don't know where we're giving back to. And uh, you just sold us. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that, great that, stories. that's pretty, yeah, it, it's awesome. And and as you should, hey, if you're going to have a drink, you should share a drink. <laughs> and a drink doesn't necessarily mean a drink. It could be uh, a gift back to someone well, else in the like community. I like the way you, or, you, you the, the, the different ones that you have there, you're, you're, you give them back to the causes that they were kind of involved with. And that's just a very thoughtful thing to do and, and a great story for sure. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Matt, where can people find you and Josephine and Lawrence? <laughs> All right. So we are in Pleasant Grove, Utah. Uh, we're about 30 miles south of Salt Lake. Again, the only distillery right now in Utah County. Um, so right now we're, we're a bit shut, uh, a bit closed up uh, for COVID, at least until this kind of blows over for the winter, uh, you know, and things settle down a little bit. And then, like we said, we'll have the tasting room open and, and whatnot. <clears throat> uh, online, we're at clearwaterdistilling.com. And like you said, if you want to find some Josephine and Lawrence, uh, shop.clearwaterdistilling.com. And there's also a link on the main site. Uh, another thing that we're doing too, uh, and that's going to be coming up here in about the next three or four weeks, is we're going to be offering 100 milliliter samples oh, cool. sizes of both of them online so that you can order those. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. One. That's a good idea. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, the other cool thing we think about that is, uh, you know, since a lot of uh, restaurants and bars are actually doing cocktail delivery. Yeah. Uh, you know, during COVID. Wow. Uh, I think it really kind of helps with that because then you could, you know, a nice hundred isn't the tiny little airplane one, but, a, you know, a nice hundred is a solid drink or two right. for two people or, you know, if, you know, if you're alone and you want something stout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's a great um, idea. I didn't even think about the, uh, the cocktails uh, to go thing, but yeah, yeah absolutely. Equally good. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Hmm. So there you have it, Matt. It, it's been a pleasure, sir. Thank you for spending, uh, you know, some of your uh, what, early afternoon with us. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess early evening. Yeah, <laughs> dark, well, dark. Yeah, it looks like it's getting dark behind you over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's Utah, you know, so the uh, the mountains, uh, you know, the sun goes down fast, man, for sure. Yep. <laughs> um, it's been, uh, you know, thank you so much. I mean, we've uh, I, I've had a great time. Uh, these things are. I'm I'm going to share these with a lot of friends, and uh, some of these pours with a lot of friends uh, in in some samplings, and uh, we may actually send a note back out and be like, hey, could you come on uh, during a uh, live sampling? You have a, uh, you got a Instagram, don't you? I think that's yep. how I found it. I yep. think so. We connected. Yeah. So you'd be open to coming on uh, like a live uh, tasting on Instagram with us? Absolutely. And that's one of the other things we want to do with the hundreds is we want to start setting up some virtual tastings and oh, yeah. get a bunch of folks on and do that. I'm, I'm a, I'll push some of these out to some folks and uh, I'll set us up <laughs> an Instagram uh, tasting, man. We'd love Deal. to do that. All right. Cheers yeah. to that. Awesome, buddy. Uh, let me see. Hold on. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Lawrence on this one. And I'm I'm still sticking with my original. But uh, hey, Matt, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Mm-hmm.